This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Heartland Daily Podcast. I'm Lenny Jarrett, Director of the Education Center and Chris Talgo, Editor and Research Fellow here at the Heartland Institute. We're going to be hosts of today's edition of the podcast. Today's guest is Representative Dan Calkins from Illinois. Representative Calkins represents the 101st District, which is south of Bloomington, west of Champaign, and goes down to Decatur in the southwest. So welcome, Representative Calkins. Thank you. It's great to be here with you today. So we've been talking here, I know we've talked to uh, Dave Shostokas, and I know you and him have been talking about the Declaration of Independence, and specifically 55 words from the Declaration of Independence. Now, I'll, I'll give it a quick read so everybody kind of, this is in context, so everybody knows what we're discussing today. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So, Representative Calkins, why do you think those 55 words are so important? Those, those words really define uh, who we are as Americans and where we've come from. Um, it's often said that uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, wrote that paragraph, which he did pretty much. Um, and, and it's called, uh, and rightfully so the American creed, you know, when, when, when we get into discussions with, uh, different, uh, subjects and talk about things, uh, oftentimes you'll hear from someone, well, you know, that's not who we are as Americans and, and, you know, we should do this and we should do that. And, and honestly, I don't think, I don't think pe- people understand what it is. I mean, what is it that defines us as a country? And, um, David and I, uh, started talking about that. And the, the vehicle that we want to use is the, uh, constitution test that every eighth grader must pass in order to move on to high school. And, you know, we, we felt that in order for these young people coming uh, through this process, in order for them to better understand what it really is, and, 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 and I guess it kind of forces the teaching process to acknowledge, you know, who we are as Americans. And, and, and so our, our mechanism for doing that is to uh, guarantee that uh, this creed, these 55 words, are part of that curriculum. Uh, Rep. Collins, uh, this is Chris. Uh, I've got a question. So I think most of our listeners would agree that uh, today's political social environment is uh, more divisive than it's been in many, many years. And I think that the 55 words that we are focusing on from the Declaration of Independence uh, is still relevant today. Uh, can you describe how and why uh, those 55 words ring so true today? Well, it, you know, this is, this is a, um, like our, like the constitution and the bill of rights, 
you know, how in the world, uh, you know, back in 1776, um, this group of men came together and, and came up with this charter. I mean, it, it, it's, it's just, it, you have to have some divine inspiration uh, and believe in that. But, uh, and, and this withstood the test of time. I mean, this is, this document, our, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, uh, has withstood the test of time. Uh, obviously, it's been changed. We've had amendments. Uh, but the basic foundation uh, that, that this country uh, was, was started on uh, has not changed. And it, I think it's absolutely imperative, especially today, that the young people coming through the education system that we all, I, you know, we believe uh, is not focused on conservative values anymore. At least we're going to give these eighth graders uh, an opportunity uh, to, to, to read and memorize and be able to recite or write the American Creed, the, these, these 55 words. And hopefully it's not just an exercise in rote memory, but it will then um, in, you know, create an environment where the teachers are going to have to address, you know, these, uh, you know, that all men are created equal, that, you know, this is, this is life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. We see this, you know, that phrase taken out of the, out of the paragraph and, and used for various purposes. But if you really read what was being done, what Jefferson wrote and, and what was meant, and uh, Ben Franklin actually had a hand in this. Uh, he he kind of corrected Jefferson's uh, prose uh, to uh, you know the inalienable rights, and and it's it, it, it's I think it's an important lesson uh, for every young person to understand what the foundations of this country are. So you're talking you're you're going to introduce this as legislation coming up. Will this be kind of a optional thing, or you want to make this an actual mandate that all students need to learn this foundational principle? This is a uh, will be mandated uh, to be a part of the teaching curriculum uh, necessary to pass uh, the, the Constitution test. This will be another. I, uh, I hate to use the word mandate, but uh, in, in essence, that's what it is. Uh, they're already it's they're all you know that they're already teaching the constitution in eighth grade we just want to ensure that those in the class that the, the eighth graders that are receiving this instruction have an opportunity to understand and 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 know what this country the, you know the basic the most basic foundations of this country and hopefully they'll be able to uh, discuss that in class and dissect these 55 words and talk about, you know, the, the endowed by their creator with, you know, certain unalienable rights. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is the, the foundation that our rights don't come from a government. Our rights come from a higher power. And that you know, we 
then allow uh, a form of government to help organize our society. But the rights don't, our rights don't come from any government body. The, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's very important, as David uh, will allude to, that, that this is a, a, a hopefully a way to impart, uh, you know, some history and knowledge and understanding uh, in, in eighth graders as they move through the education process and out into the world. Rep. Calkins, excuse me. Um, I spent five years uh, public education uh, in Illinois and South Carolina. Uh, I taught mostly secondary education, and uh, we did have an entire unit on U.S. Uh, history and the Constitution, and I also did teach American government. Um, one one thing that I uh, think could could pose a problem would be that the teachers that are actually uh, teaching the the fifty five words uh, could do so in a manner that uh, at the, at at best plays it down, and at worst. Uh, once again says, well, this was written by a bunch of white guys who held slaves a couple hundred years ago, blah, 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 blah. How can how can you uh, assure our listeners that this won't just turn into another bash America, you know, lesson in the classroom? Well, there's um, no guarantees that anything uh, is, is, is that is being taught. Uh, isn't slanted and biased uh, that uh, our children um, aren't being radicalized uh, in public education and in some instances in private institutions of higher learning. Um, all that all that I can do is uh, is try to give these uh, children uh, an opportunity and to. I guess make a point to those teaching that this is important, and and if they recognize that, and the, and they want to try to skirt it, or they want to try to deflect it, or they want to try to diminish it, um, the only uh, I guess the only defense against that are parents that care, parents that are involved in their children's education. And uh, will uh, stand up uh, against these, uh, you know, left-wing teachers. But um, there's nothing. I mean, it, it, there's nothing that that we can do uh, as legislators uh, to prevent that. Uh, there's no litmus test as who can be a teacher. I don't think we want that in this country, uh, right or left. But uh, all, all of what I am attempting to do and what I hope that we can do here in Illinois and maybe across the nation is to uh, put a spotlight on, on this, what is called, commonly called the American creed, and that that conversation will be uh, honest and positive. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't stop a teacher from talking about the evils of, of any form of government uh, I can't stop a teacher from telling their kids uh, distortions about climate change. Not that I wouldn't mind trying, but <laughs> unfortunately, 
I'm I'm not, uh, and and I don't think there's anyone in uh, in position to do that. Right. And I would say one of the ironies is of all of this is when the teachers are going down the road of bashing the country, bashing our founding, is that they're able to do so because of the very foundation that our that the founders put in place. They put into place these freedoms and these unalienable rights that we all have that they can turn around and bash the country or were set up exactly by these documents and by these 55 words in the Declaration of Independence. Kind of the, the irony is kind of lost on a lot of those teachers that actually do this. Um, and, and I'm sure it is in some ways, but it is also the shield that they throw up when they're challenged. Um, when you have parents that, that challenge uh, teachers on uh, their curriculum, uh, parents, uh, you know, I mean, we see the frustration that parents have and they move towards homeschooling, uh, charter schools. Uh, you know, it, 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 it is a reflection of religious schools here in, in, in Decatur. You know, we have a Lutheran school and a Catholic school and a Christian school. Um, and those schools are here and thriving because parents don't want their children subjected to the bias uh, in a public school uh, that, that's been taken over, you know, by liberals. Um, I choose my words carefully. <laughs> and uh, all we can do, and, and this test is taught in every school, not just in public schools. I mean, this, this, this curriculum is required of every eighth grader. So it's also going to be taught in these charter schools and, and private schools. So uh, it, the, there will be a substantial uh, number of, of eighth graders that, that will receive proper instruction. Uh, so why, why do you think it's come to this? Why do you think that our public education system uh, needs to be reminded that teaching the Declaration of Independence is something that you know, should be focused upon? I think it it's because we our education system has lost sight of its purpose, or is is to, uh, particularly uh, the public education in you know in here in Illinois. Um, you know we we have uh, and 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 I have to honestly go back and believe you know and 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 blame my generation, um, you know. The generation of the 60s, the, you know, the anti-Vietnam War generation who went on to be, you know, teachers who, you know, ha had a distrust and a dislike, uh, you know, for our country, for its involvement, and rightfully uh, so in many cases in foreign uh, wars. And, and that generation started uh, infiltrating uh, our schools. Now their children or their students, uh, you know, from the uh, 70s and 80s uh, have come up and they're now teaching. Uh, they've been taught, uh, you know, this, um, I, I, I guess, this ideology. And now it's per pervasive. Uh, the vast majority uh, that I know, teachers, um, have a, a, a rather uh, liberal slant at uh, their curriculum. Uh, we see it in the books. We see it in teaching. We see it in 
the exclusion of, of conservative uh, groups uh, on campus, um, you know. So it, 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 we're now on the second generation of, of teachers uh, who have, you know, essentially believed and been taught and indoctrinated, uh, you know, uh, to not, I guess, necessarily, uh, shall we say, pro-American or, or our foundational principles. And I, I, this is a step, I hope, that will bring attention to that will give parents as well as teachers um, an opportunity to talk to their children about the Constitution, about uh, the, you know, what it means, what, what is the founding principles of this country. And, um, you know, maybe we, you know, we can uh, ignite some, some curiosity and, and, and help uh, some, some young people understand better uh, you know, where we've come from and why, we, why we've survived this long. Right. So it sounds like what you're talking about is, uh, teaching kids the Declaration of Independence can help actually break down some of the overtly bipartisanship that's happening now in the schools and just in communications with people, um, everywhere. Yes. I think it's important. I mean, that's the one thing that holds this country together. It, it, it is the Constitution, uh, the Bill of Rights, uh, that hold this country together. Uh, it, it's, you know, the longest uh, surviving democracy, um, you know, with the, with the same founding principles that we started with. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, prior to um, this country being formed, you know, there were, there was nowhere on earth, uh, where the people actually ran the government. Um, this, this country, this, this, this great experiment, um, was unthought of, or if it was even thought of, uh, those that thought about it were severely punished. Um, you, you know, you read about uh, what the English did to anyone that spoke out against the, you know, the king. Uh, you know, they were drawn and quartered and, and uh, you know, uh, it, it, it beheaded. I mean, it, it, you know, the, the punishment was severe if you uh, publicly disagreed with, with, with the monarch. Um, and that was common. That was just common until our founding fathers came together and, and formed this country. Uh, and, and it's a country of the people, by the people, and for the people. And there was no place on earth anywhere close to that, to those principles. And it's amazing. It's just amazing that, that, that took hold, that that took root, uh, in this young country. Uh, uh you know, you have to marvel at it. I think that's that's well said. And um, as a teacher, I can personally attest that several, several of my students, in fact, I, I, I believe the vast majority did not know that America was founded, uh, you know, according to these ideals. And when we would talk about the fact that there are countries today that still live in uh, environments where there is no personal freedom, they almost like didn't believe me because they've been... Uh, you know, they've been told so many different narratives uh, throughout their lives. So I, I agree with you. I think it's extremely important to 
make sure that the students understand uh, what the Declaration of did and how it still is protecting our rights today. It is. It, it is. And, and you know, I, I, in, in, I, it amazes me, even with all of the news media, and I don't mean necessarily the mainstream media, but the access to information that people don't understand how free they are in this country that, you know, go to China, go to Russia, go to Iran, uh, you know, go to some of these places where tyranny rules, where it's a dictatorship and, and people are enslaved to the government. And, uh, you know, and it, it was always like that. And our world was ruled that way. I don't care if you were Portuguese or English or Spanish, uh, Egyptian, it, you know, Chinese, it didn't matter. You know, you, uh, you know, you were ruled by a single entity, uh, a, a dictator. I don't care what you call it, a premier, a king, a shah, uh, and a small group of people came together and and wrote down this treaty, this 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 Declaration of Independence uh, that separated the United States from every other place on earth and you know we've been fighting ever since to preserve it and to offer that example to other you know civilizations to other countries to uh, to uh, you know to try to help free people and and i i truly believe that the basic human being wants freedom they want freedom of expression. They want freedom to earn a living. They, they want the freedom to gather. Uh, they want the freedom to, to address their government without fear of being thrown in prison or killed and disappear. Argentina, uh, tens of thousands of people just disappeared when they disagreed with their government, uh, you know, during Peron. You know, our country is, is is just the opposite of that, and and it's a huge, it's it's a gift that is underappreciated, I think, um, and and it's uh, it, it it needs to it needs to be changed. Yeah, Rep. Calkins, I mean, I know you've got some stuff coming up here. How can parents, teachers, or other legislators get involved with you? What can they do to help you in this effort? Well. And, and, and this is going to take a lot of help. Um, I, I, you know, logically, when you sit down one on one and you talk to someone about uh, asking the teachers to put this part, uh, this 55 words in their curriculum and and, and there's an exception for people with learning disabilities, with eighth graders that have learning disabilities. Um, they're obviously not going to be required to uh, recite or write uh, these 55 words. But I think, you know, any eighth grader 
you know, that's going through the normal daily curriculum should be able to do that easily enough. But to your question about help, uh, we're going to file this bill very shortly. Um, we're in kind of a deadline catch-22 thing over in Springfield that our bills have to be filed within a certain number of, uh, of time here, certain days coming forward so that they can be assigned a committee for hearing. Uh, I would urge um, every parent, every voter, every citizen listening to this podcast to contact their state representative and their state senator and ask them to please support this bill, that it's very important uh, that we reinforce this American creed in the eighth grade, and hopefully it will help uh, help better help the students to understand where, where this country's come from and that their rights do not depend or do not come from any government. I don't care, Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter. That's not where our rights come from and that they should be very jealous and very protective of their rights and not let a government infringe upon those rights. So I guess it's real simple. Uh, as we get this bill filed, we're, we're, we're going to have a, a, a press conference. We'll roll this out across the state. I'm looking forward to going to Springfield and working with uh, members of the General Assembly and not just Republicans, but Democrats uh, who uh, will help me. And uh, we'll get this uh, out of uh, the Rules Committee and into a, a hearing and uh, give this a public hearing. Uh, and if there's a debate, uh, let's have it and move this to the House floor, uh, hopefully uh, uh, quickly, and then on to the Senate. And uh, I know that there are three senators uh, waiting uh, to see how this goes. And then uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to move this through Illinois and signed by our governor. And um, who knows, maybe this will spread across the country. Yeah, maybe. And how would how would our listeners actually get in touch with you if they'd like to get more information from you directly? There's a simple way, and, and, and not everyone is on Facebook, but the simplest way is to go on Facebook and uh, just uh, put in my name, Dan Calkins. Illinois State Representative, and uh, find me there. Uh, the other way is that uh, there uh, can send me an email. Uh, the easiest way is dan at dancalkins.com. That's C-A-U-L-K-I-N-S dot com. Uh, the third way is that they can call my office. Uh, my Springfield office number is 782 816 and that's uh, my office over in the Capitol, Stratton Building, uh, where I'm going to be for the next five months, four months, I guess, <laughs> March, April, May. Depends on the budget process, but you're there longer, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, this is an election year. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, and we have a primary in March. I, I, I don't know that uh, that those that are involved in that process want to spend a lot of time in Springfield, which now goes back to filing this bill and getting it to actually be heard. So uh, I'm, I'm going to need the help of your listeners. And uh, I, I would certainly appreciate any, any, any effort that they can make to help make sure that this bill gets a hearing. 
All right. Well, thank you, Representative Calkins, for joining us today. Well, it's my pleasure, and, and, and I, I appreciate having this opportunity to talk with you and uh, your listeners. And, um, it, you know, as this thing moves forward, I'm, um, I'll make sure that you get the press releases. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we've got our fingers crossed. All right. Listeners, I also want to thank you for joining us today. Please check out Heartland's website, heartland.org, as we continue to track education-related legislation in Illinois and around the country. Also, make sure to go to our PolicyBot website, your one-stop shop for free market solutions to public policy problems. And if you're hearing one of these podcasts for the first time, make a point to subscribe to our daily podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And make sure to have a great day. Are you interested in helping the freedom movement? Are you interested in helping the Heartland Institute? Then consider selecting the Heartland Institute as your Amazon Smile charity of choice. Amazon's charity will donate one half of 1% of your purchases to the Heartland Institute without any additional cost to you. And believe us, every little bit counts. Visit smile.amazon.com and type in the Heartland Institute to get started today.